building their personal brand because they realize that the reason why they their patients sometimes come to the practice is because of them, the way they see the world, their thoughts. So I definitely feel dentists should be having their own brand, whether they've got a practice or not. Welcome to the Protrusive Dental Podcast, the forward-thinking podcast for dental professionals. Join us as we discuss hot topics in dentistry, clinical tips, continuing education, and adding value to your life and career. With your host, Jazz Gulati. Hey guys, it's Jans Gulati here and welcome to episode 37 of the Protrusive Dental Podcast. This one has been really sought after. Now, now and again, before I record an episode or just after, I put it on my Instagram story and I, and I share with you guys what I'm up to, what I'm recording, and this one had so much love. It's all about personal branding for you as a dentist, as an associate, as a principal, not for the clinic, but for you. Is this important? Should you have a logo? Should you have your own clinician website? So this is exactly the type of things that we're talking about today. I've got on the show today, Dr. Shaz Memon, who is so well known. I mean, he wrote the book on Instagram for dentists, right? So what he doesn't know about marketing yourself as a, as a clinician is not worth knowing. My own experience with branding yourself as a dentist goes as far back as uh, my first ever year uh, out of dental school. I remember I had a logo. It was a rubbish logo, and I'll tell you what it was uh, when I speak to Shaz. Uh, you'll get to hear about my ridiculous logo. Anyway, I had it, and then I used to like watermark my photos with it, and I used to be very proactive. I used to post photos um, even uh, you know less than 12 months qualified because I was trying to build a portfolio. I was trying to reflect on my work. Anyway, I then started to read on some Facebook dental forums whatnot that a lot of dentists a lot of experienced dentists were bashing young dentists saying who the hell are these guys to have a logo and and that really sort of affected me i thought okay you know maybe they're right you know who the hell am i to have a logo but i think now you know 2020 your brand is everything right so i think maybe uh, everything's turned maybe it's Maybe it's acceptable, a bit more acceptable to have your own logo. I don't know, let's find out. Let's speak to Shaz uh, and see what he thinks about this. Uh, in terms of having a website, I have my own clinician website and I think it's so, so important to be Googleable. Can someone Google you? If your name is John Smith and someone types in John Smith Dentist or Dr. John Smith, are you number one? Are you on even page number one of Google? Because I think that is so, so important. I know for a fact my patients Google me and I know this because they've told me at their first consultation, oh, I Googled you. And then they might say that, oh, your, your son is really cute or, uh, oh, you know, Dr. Julian Weber because you won his endodontic prize or, or whatever, you know, they, they pick up this stuff about you. So if you don't have a Google uh, profile, if you like, if you don't have a, an existence on, on, on Google, then these people can't find you. Uh, and, and when people find you through Google or people read about you through Google, even if they're brand new patients, uh, if they're cold patients, uh, then then they actually warm to you. It's a bit like when you uh, get a referral from, from, from a patient of yours that's happy. So when they refer someone over to you, that patient that they referred, they're almost like, I think are far more likely to trust you and accept any treatment plan you give them compared to a cold patient off the street who, who has no prior relationship or ha hasn't had any sort of referral from anyone else. So I think the website or, or, or a Google search results or whatever your image is on Google is a bridge between you and having like a recommendation from someone which we people value very highly. Not too long ago, I was referred to an ENT doctor because I had a lump at the back of my throat. Uh, and and you get this text message saying that you will see Dr. Elias, I think his name was, uh, at this hospital at this time. Uh, and the first thing I did was I Googled Dr. Elias and I read about him and I felt like I already had some information about him and, and I, I had something called social proof. So all these other people that he'd seen as an ENT doctor and all these positive reviews I read and that was really important for me. And I started to think, hang on a minute, people are Googling me as well. And for sure, they definitely are Googling you. So the protrusive dental pearl I have for you, very relevant and very pertinent for this episode, is about how to make yourself more Googleable. How to make yourself appear on page one on Google when someone types in your name. Now, you don't necessarily have to have your own website, although you know you can listen to the episode and see what you think uh, about our discussion with me and Shaz. 
Now, Doctify is like Google reviews, but it's for you as a dentist or a doctor or a specialist. So it's Google reviews, but for you, not your clinic. Uh, and I have this uh, on my own website. Uh, and when you type in my name, I'm, I'm very Googleable, if I may say so myself. We type in Dr. Jans Galanti or Jans Galanti Dentist. Uh, my own website will come up as number two or number three. But my number one page is my Doctify profile. Uh, and it's basically how genuine patients have been able to leave reviews for me. Now, the benefit of Doctify uh, for you as an associate or you even as a, as a practice, because you can have like a practice account, is that um, we've all seen it or maybe even experienced it, that fake review. Okay, so it's a fake review, maybe from a competitor down the road, or maybe from a confused person or from a troll who gives you a one star review uh, and you look at the name of the patient and you think, wait, that, that name isn't on our registers. We've never seen this patient before. Why have you never said anything to us? Why are you going straight to Google? So these fake reviews, which are becoming more and more common, and it's, it's, it's so annoying and hurtful to have these fake reviews because you build and you, and you work so hard to create your online presence and you, and you work so hard to get genuine positive reviews. And if you have a, a, a one star negative review, especially if it's a fake one, that is really, really frustrating. It's a, it's a real big problem for us in dentistry. So the way Doctify works is that only verified patients can leave a review. And I think it, it's just amazing how the algorithms of Doctify are, are so um, intertwined with Google that you actually uh, find that your Doctify, all these dentists who, who have Doctify at the moment, their, their Doctify profile is ranking on page one and often number one of Google, which is amazing. So if you don't want your own website uh, or if you want to supplement your website, so for example, on my website, jazz.dental, which used to be the podcast website, but now is my own website for, for, for patients to find me on, uh, you'll find this really cool widget and I'll show you uh, here in the background here as well, is uh, the really cool widget which shows the reviews uh, and I think it looks really cool and uh, I think it looks very professional. Uh, so I, I really like Doctify for that and I've been using it since November last year. Alex Thomas, who sort of runs or looks after the dentists on Doctify, he actually uh, called me personally and said, Jazz, I love your reviews. Your reviews, yes, they're about 30 odd. Uh, it's not about the quantity, but the quality of each review is fantastic. Uh, so uh, it's, it's a great way of collecting reviews and, and getting yourself Googleable and building social proof. Uh, and if you like the idea of, of Doctify, uh, I think it's, it's definitely brought patients in for me. And I think just to have that Google profile, that Google, that Google ability uh, with Doctify is worth every penny. You can get 10% off if you just tell them that you listen to the Protrusive Dental Podcast. So thank you so much at Team Doctify for, for allowing the listeners to, to have this benefit. So you can get 10% off if you, if when you join Doctify, either as a, an associate or a practice uh, and you quote Protrusive Dental Podcast or just Protrusive, you'll get 10% off their entire fees, which is, which is amazing. So that's the Protrusive Dental Pearl. Check out Doctify. So let's join Dr. Shaz Maman talking all about websites and personal branding and logos and how to market yourself uh, as a dentist. And, and before you all uh, message me and laugh at me about this, uh, one of the surprise things we did uh, in this podcast is, uh, we didn't plan this at all, is I made Shaz critique my own website. Because I'm, I'm kind of proud that I made my own website. Um, and I made him critique it live as we were talking, basically. Uh, and all the changes that he recommended, which I, I completely agreed with, I still haven't imp implemented them. Just I'm so, so short of time, I guess. So maybe if you're thinking about um, so, you know finding someone to make your own website, then maybe that's one good reason to have someone else do it rather than do it yourself because you can just tell someone else to, to maintain your website for you rather than doing it yourself. But I, I hope you find this episode really useful and I'll join you in the outro. Shaz, Shaz Memon, uh, welcome to Patricia Dental Podcast. I'm really, really happy that you accepted my invitation to come on. Uh, thank you. Pleasure is all mine. Thanks, Jazz. Uh, I'm really interested in today's topic. It's going to help, hopefully, lots of people. That's exactly what it's about. And the reason why I um, brought you along into this episode is I was going to, you know, do it solo. Uh, and uh, some episodes I do solo, like uh, I did one about CVs and portfolio. Uh, I did one about finding an associate position, stuff I'm happy to talk about. And I can talk about day and night. But when it came to this topic of personal branding for dentists, yes, I have my own experiences. Yes, I have my own opinions, but I think it would be doing an in injustice to the people who tune into the podcast if, if, if I didn't bring an expert in like yourself. So that's the role you're going to play today, Shaz, an expert. So those who, very few people out there, uh, I mean, you wrote the book on Instagram, for Christ's sake. Uh, for those who don't know who you are, uh, can you please tell them uh, who you are and uh, why you are a good person to talk to about personal branding? 
Sure, thank you, Jazz. Um, so my name is Shaz Memon. I'm the founder of Digimax Dental. We're filming today in uh, our studios in Malibu. Um, I founded Digimax um, almost 20 years ago, believe it or not, right? And in my early, early days, um, when I was first starting up, not many people actually know this, I used to design, when I was at university, uh, a lot of flyers for the gigs that you'd see around, right? That would be plastered around. So in that era where there's no Instagram, and slowly, sort of, I worked my way up and I started entering the corporate world. I always had Digimax. So Digimax, I started then. And I started doing work on a freelance basis, worked in the back of my garage. And during my journey, I got the opportunity to work with lots of amazing brands. And just to give you a little bit more of a rewind, so I've got two older brothers who are designers as well. So when I was growing up, they're 10 years older than me. I was immersed in a design household. So by the mm. time I was 10 years old, I could kind of do some of the things they could do. So by the time I reached 15, 16, um, I, I had skills of someone who may have been in industry for eight, nine years. So I've, I was always in a creative environment. And during my career, branding has been a big part of the work that I do. Study branding, I've worked on hundreds of brands. Many of the brands are in your fridge, your larder, your utility room right now that I've, I've worked with. So uh, I've just had a lot of experience with it. And Digimax as a company has done a, little, a lot of work for some of the brands that we see out there today. I really like your story. I think it's a, I love the story of, you know, people's backgrounds and how they end up where they are. Uh, have you read uh, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell? I haven't. I heard it's very good. Okay, so, so one thing that you immediately reminded me of, of some of the things that we learned from Outliers is your your background experience and how, you know, you had those uh, two older brothers in design and how at an early age you had that exposure, which changed the trajectory of your career and your life. So it's, it's, it's often to do with uh, the background, the, the nurturing that you get in, you know, as you're growing up. So that's why I, I really like your story. And um, the, the reason, the other reason why I had you on Chaz is, um, you know, I'm just seeing the stuff that you're putting out there for dentists. Uh, and I really respect it. I think it's, you're, you're giving a lot of dentists a lot of value uh, and a lot of it is, is free. So I, I realized that one thing I want the listeners and people watching to take away from today is, you know, a lot of these are young dentists and we you know we're, we're in 2020, we're in coronavirus land. Uh, economy is, is not going to be doing well, we think, for a while with dentists. So a lot of time, I mean, I've seen a lot of new dentists join Instagram recently. A lot of new uh, Facebook pages that I've been invited to like that represent <laughs> like dentists and the practice. So people had more time to do that. And one of the questions I had from my, a friend of mine was, Jazz, I see you've got a website. I've seen you've got one for the podcast, for your personal website. And I see you doing this stuff on Instagram. And I mean, and she says, how can I do all this? I don't even know where to begin. And that's what gave me the idea. And I thought, okay, who can I get on that will hopefully be selfless. Now you have, let's, let's be honest here, let's be brutally honest, you have a financial interest, right? You have Digimax, you're, you, you, know, you, are a, a person, you do personal branding for dentists. But I just somehow knew, and when I had that phone chat with you, it was so reassuring that you know, we're gonna make an episode to give as much value as possible to, to help young dentists do it on a budget if they can, and just stay clear of some, some mistakes maybe. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Jazz, I think I'm glad that you brought this up. And usually, the way things go is you you invite a guest. They've got a company. They're subliminally selling or, or directly selling. Um, that's not what I'm about or Digimax is about. And you quite right to identify that. We've, of course, we offer this service. But today is not about saying how great we are. Or I want to give you skills to take away. If you're watching this, if you're a young dentist or even not a young dentist, but you've been thinking about personal branding. I can give you things that you need to think about whoever you use. It doesn't have to be us. We're happy if you, if you launch this successfully. And, and just to give you some information, right? I wrote this book. This book, we don't even offer Instagram services, okay? This, I wrote this book because I kept getting asked, what should I be doing with Instagram? And um, I don't know, when it comes to uh, ethics and things like that, we're quite high on that scale and it upset me that so many agencies out there offer Instagram marketing because they know people want it. But they're, what they're not being honest about sometimes is that a lot of the time it, it's not going to work because engagement's going to be low. So it's like frustrating me that people I care about were losing money. So just to back up what we're talking about here, I wrote a book where there's no real financial interest. All the money goes to charity just to help people. So today's no different. We're going to help people today. 
I, I love it. And, and let's continue on that vein. Uh, so, I mean, I'm actually deviating away from the script because I'm, I'm really enjoying where our conversation's heading. So the first thing I'll say is, because you mentioned, okay, not just young dentists, some established dentists who are out there who can gain a lot from, from this episode. So the first thing I'll, I'll think of is some dental practices, right? Uh, are guilty of the following and some businesses, some industries. Okay. And I, I think I'm hoping this will be a topic close to your heart. And I may be wrong. Tell me, um, you know, when you go to uh, a dental practice and their email address is, um, I don't know, I'm, you know, this town dental practice at gmail.com or at btwell.com. You know, that it can be, I mean, I don't need to explain, but can you explain to everyone why that is such a bad idea? Yeah, surely. Um, it's just, it's just not professional, is it? Using uh, NTL World or BT Internet, it just does not feel like an organization that you're transacting with. So um, a long time ago, we used to see email addresses like that. Even we'd print something at hotmail.com on business cards and we'd be like, come on, that's not right. But these guys need their card, let's get it out. So yes, yeah, it just doesn't look professional, is it? Quoting someone else's domain name in your own marketing material. That's a big so that's, that's lesson number one. You know, think about getting your own domain and your own brand to your email. Email is so important nowadays. It always has been. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Actually, I was reading up about how uh, email is almost being rediscovered. You know how you can have like Instagram followers, Facebook page likes, but at the end of the day, email is something that's going to carry on. You, know? you never know. Instagram might not be around for the next five years. Facebook might not be around for the next five years, but your email is, is, your, is your identity. It's like, you know, it's like your post box at home. It's, it's probably more valuable. You know, that's a really fantastic point, Jazz. No one's really talking about building your mailing list and using emails. And stuff. No one's really talking about it today because we've been programmed to think that email is old. Uh, in fact, I get the most success in anything I wish to launch from my email. So we'll, I think we should touch upon that definitely in a bit more detail. So, um, so do you advocate that when uh, people come on to, when, when uh, potential patients come onto our uh, practice websites, uh, that we should be uh, um, requesting email addresses? Certainly, yes, we should be. But it's a, it's a difficult one, right? So if someone comes onto a practice website, if you're asking for their email address, they're, they're usually expecting to receive communications from the practice rather than um, the principal's views on how uh, how dentists, dentists have been left behind during the coronavirus pandemic, but how your view is different, right? This is where we're talking about personal branding and business branding. There's a slight difference. So it depends where you're collecting the email address as well. Um, if I started receiving emails from CEOs about their own uh, thoughts on slightly unrelated topics still to do with the industry, I might get a bit confused. So where you're collecting the email from and from what site is also important. And that's the beauty of personal branding. With a personal brand, you can get personal. You could send out an email talking about something you learned from uh, Peppa Pig when your child was watching it and how you're going to apply it to business. People can relate to you as the person. With, with the business brand, there are some sort of rules. There, you have to draw the line somewhere. Are you enjoying the Protrusive Dental Podcast? Well, allow me to deliver you even more value. You can now download the iOS or Play Store app for free. Just search Protrusive on your app platform. Now, if you're a true Protrusive and you want to support the podcast, you want to claim CPD for all the listening and watching that you do, you want to get access to exclusive clinical walkthrough videos to make dentistry tangible, as well as a premium newsletter, access to the Protrusive Vault, and the ability to download all the clinical videos and podcast videos so you can view them offline later, you can get all of that for less than 15 tax-deductible dollars per month. So what are you waiting for? Download the Protrusive app now on iOS or Android for absolutely nothing. We work so hard on this Protrusive team and I know you're just going to love it. Now back to the main episode. Well said. Well, I, I, I sort of deviated a bit from where I wanted to go. So the, the first thing I was supposed to say in the script, I just got carried away. The first thing I was supposed to say in the script was some time ago, um, I used to, when I was a newly qualified, I actually made myself a, a, a logo and it was a terrible logo, but it was just a symbol at the time that you know, I was trying to create a personal brand for my patients. But then I came across some, some comments from some, from some experienced and established dentists to, to the effect that, not, not for me, but uh, targeted to other young dentists. And I sort of then took that as an approach to get rid of my logo and burn it. And, and that was, who does this young dentist think he or she is uh, to have a logo? I mean, what's that about? And then now some years, the world is a different place seven years ago um, to, to, you know, to, to then to now. And I think, you know, which industry shouldn't have a logo? You know, which brand shouldn't have their own logo? So what are your thoughts on should a dentist have their own brand? Should they have their own logo? 
Um, interesting point. And, I, and I've seen some of these discussions that who do they think they are or they don't even have a practice or they've just come out of university and they're branding themselves. How dare they, right? Um, so you, you know, it, is, it was a difficult type and sometimes you might still hear comments like this. Um, should the, should um, dentists have their own logo? I feel certainly they should do. Whether you've got your own or an identity. So it doesn't have to be a logo type. It could just be an identity. So uh, we know we know a mutual principal that you've worked with and he's got a very particular style and a brand and that's his brand. Similarly, there's lots of principals out there who own practices and the ones that I'm working with, they're now focusing on building their personal brand because they realize that the reason why they their patients sometimes come to the practice is because of them, the way they see the world, their thoughts. So I definitely feel dentists should be having their own brand, whether they've got a practice or not. Well, every other industry you have this, and even uh, medics, especially medics in the facial aesthetics world, they've all got you know the business cards with their own sort of logo, their branding. So, uh, I, I, you know, I don't think dentists should be an exception. Now, if you're a young dentist uh, on a budget, I've advocated on some of my other videos that you can go to a website called Fiverr. There's F I V E R R to to get some logos for like you know five to twenty pounds, something like that. Um, I mean, the, the actual voiceover at the beginning of this podcast uh, for the American dude who introduced the podcast is from Fiverr, uh, and you can get some great services. The other place is Canva.com, uh, which I actually use to make my sort of dentist logo, my dentist page. So um, this is what I advocate for people on a budget uh, to, to, to start. Uh, what do you think about that? Any pitfalls? Certainly. So there's a lot of talent out there, especially on places like Fiverr, a, a, an amazing site where there's lots of freelancers, untapped talent, which with some direction, they can produce some exceptional work, right? And I've seen some of this work and I thought, yeah, that's pretty good. Now, what you got to remember what we're talking about here. If you just want a logo, there's lots of people that can create a logo. You can go on Fiverr, pay 20 pounds, right? Um, and then you look at BP, they spent hundreds of thousands of pounds on their logo. So you got to ask yourself, why is it, why is someone charging me 10,000 pounds? Why are people paying millions of pounds? Why is it 20 pounds? So we've got to weigh up what you're getting here, right? Now, let's go back to your example. You said you made a logo, and then later on you realized it was a terrible logo. But at some point, you surely didn't think it was a terrible logo when you're like, yeah, I'm going to use this. So, so tell me about that. How did you decide that, yeah, I like this logo? What was your thought process? <laughs> I'm actually laughing, thinking about this logo. Okay, you know what? Let's be, I'm quite open, honest, on my podcast. Yeah. So let, let's go for it. It was a, 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 a I'm going to let you finish your water first before I say it, because you might spit it out with laughter, right? <laughs> um, it, was a, it was a tooth with a turban on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> so at the time i was oh this is hilarious it's cool you know i'm a seat guy with turban I'm, I'm a dentist and blah blah uh, and oh my god I, I thought what a terrible idea when i look back at it right and uh people actually found it good and funny and, and nice at the time but uh you know i've, I've certainly moved on to, to portray a more uh, professional image but honestly at the, at the, you know, i look back now i can laugh at it but at the time you're right i was like yeah this is cool <laughs> yeah see look I, I certainly wasn't expecting that but it's, it's a great example right we can sometimes be um, the incorrect judge of the brand we're trying to build because who Jazz is seven years ago to who he is four years ago to who he is two years ago to who he is today, there's so many journeys we go through. Mm -hmm. So let's just take it away from dentistry for a moment and let's look at some highly established brands. Let's look at McDonald's. Um, let's look at the luxury brands, uh, Chopard, Chanel, LV, Gucci, Boss, all of them have unlimited budgets on what they can spend on logo designs. They can go to the best people in the world. If you look at their identities, then they're not incredibly creative. They don't pop out at you. They are timeless. Okay. So the beauty of a successful brand is that even in a hundred years time with a few tweaks, it's timeless. And this is what you don't get if you go to Fiverr, is someone who's giving, because someone who's very good and has been experienced and been doing this all their life and working with all these brands, they learn things across along the way. Now, we we living in the United Kingdom or wherever you're listening in from the world, we've been getting programmed with the from the brands from the moment we start watching television or or looking at our phones. Quality brands are programming us about what looks good and what doesn't. 
Okay, so um, in India, if you go in India, in the mainstream, if you look at the television and look at the kind of brands that are out there, we'll cringe sometimes, but it's because it's quite normal because their programming is different. So we've been programmed by quite quality brands to understand what looks good, what doesn't look good. You just know it innately, a bit like beauty, right? Uh, there are some obvious, like, yeah, this person looks attractive, this person doesn't. It's our programming as we're growing up. So if we look at those, the luxury brands that exist today, we know just by looking at them, the font, the typeface, the space, we won't know what it is, but there's something about these brands which just look high quality. And this is where a professional comes in. A professional has dealt with so many brands and worked with so many brands. And my definition of professional is someone who's been doing this for years and years and years and has got a track record of brands that still pass the time of the test of time, right? So when we, when you come to a professional, their job is to lead you to get you what matches up with your brand. So your brand, you already have one, right? You, your brand is how you communicate how your patients perceive you, your style of dentistry, what kind of dentistry you're doing more of, or what kind of dentistry you want to do, what your view is on the world. So there's so much, and even the brand that you came up with, right? Um, a tooth with a turban on top, that, that, is inject, that was really how you felt that you should go out there because it, it's a funny thing, it's cool, it set you apart. So we've all got our brand. Now, a professional's job is to make you see what it is that you actually want. So we hear you, we don't give you what you, what, what you say you want, we give you what you need, okay? Mm -hmm. That's a professional's job. Now, is it you... fair to say then, sorry? Yeah, sure, sure. No, carry on. As, is it fair to say then that if you're a, a, a year qualified or maybe you're just really on, 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 a, on a budget that uh, I'm a big fan of a saying, start now, get perfect later. To maybe use these services, the free services or cheap services like Canva and Fiverr to start something. And then maybe when you're looking to, to scale and then maybe actually uh, come onto branding an entire website and then also your social media, so everything is coherent with that, then maybe uh, at that point you can then escalate and, 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 and go up the stairs and the next step to uh, a professional. Is that a, a, an okay, acceptable way for a young dentist to start on their journey? Absolutely, 100% it's an acceptable way. So once we identify what the difference is, then we can look at what we need to do to make sure that we're thinking in the right way, even though we've got a low budget, okay? So the way I, I've seen some amazing brands that have been designed for 50 quid. Like even if you look at Google's original logo, um, from, from a designer's perspective, if it wasn't Google, we would be slating it. Like, who done this? My child could do better. Now, some people, for some brands, it doesn't matter what the logo looks like because the product is so good. So there aren't, there's no definitive rules. So I would say, now that, you're, now that hopefully you understand that branding is, uh, is a career for some people, it's a life's work, typography, you could study it 30 years and still have a lot to learn, right? We then need to see what can we do by using services like Fiverr, Canva, I think there was Logo Joy, or even trying things yourself. The things that we can do is doing our own research. So if you go to um, a logo designer who's, you know, who's just a good designer, they might ask you what your preference is. And you might say, oh, I really like orange. I really like orange because when I was growing up, that was the color of my football team, right? Um, so we've got some personal preferences towards colors and logos. And I would say, look, why are you creating a logo? If you're creating a logo to please yourself, then yeah, go buy all of that. But if you're, if you're creating a logo to build your business, your future business, and you have a business, even as an associate, it's your business of dentistry. If you're building a logo for your patients and to attract the type of patients you want, and so when potential patients look at your brand, they're like, this is my guy or this is my girl, then you've got to think of it through their eyes, not your own. So I always say to people, if you want me to design you something that would look great in your living room for your own personal preference, then yeah, let's go for it. But this is not what you've hired us for. So I would say, just think about when you get asked the question, what colors do you like? You need to ask the question back. Well, based on what I've told you about my brand, what colors do you think would be good for me? Okay, you're meant to be led down that path because we've studied colors as well. Certain colors have different meanings. So asking the right questions is certainly important. Now do your own research. The reason why some companies are paying hundreds of thousands of pounds of money for a logo is because they're paying for research. 
Okay, they're paying for time, they're paying for study, they're paying for conversation. The design element is a very small part of it. A bit like in a hotel room, the room is, a, is the most insignificant part in some areas because it's all about the service, the restaurant, the greeting, the checkout, the, the storage of your bags, you know, that whole thing. So the, the logo is a small part of it. So do your research. One way you can do your research is asking yourself, what is my brand, right? So writing down, what is it about me that my patients like? What type of dentistry do I want to do? Do I really have a dream of opening a luxury clinic or is that just not me? Do I just want to provide high quality dentistry uh, behind the scenes? My thing is clinical. Do I want to be a speaker? You know, all these things accumulate. So I would say the first thing you can do is write all of this down because for a designer, too much, there's no such thing as too much information. They can, a good designer can draw something from this kind of information, right? So when they deliver you a design, they can say, I done it like this because you said you're going to be like that. But you need to think about this carefully. You might say, yeah, I want to be a speaker. I want to have a clinic in Chelsea. But you've got to really ask yourself, uh, is this what I actually want in the next five to 10 years? Because the, the, the hard thing is, sorry, does I'm going on and on no, here. No, I'm not no. The hard thing is, is rebranding also later, it becomes a bit of a challenge. So you don't want to be going through this exercise again and again and again. You want to be tweaking. Like McDonald's, they don't keep rebranding, they tweak. Brilliant. Well, you, you know, as someone who's made uh, logos, several logos for using Fiverr in the past for various little projects, um, you don't get that, what, exactly what you said there, you know? When you use Fiverr or when you use uh, Canva, if you're doing it yourself, it's very much your projection and you don't, you know, they're very paternalistic. They, they want you to be paternalistic when they're designing your logo on Fiverr. They, they're like, tell me what you want because they know that they'll get their 20 pounds without any refunds if they give you what they want. And that's very much based on your uh, vision of the world. Whereas, you know, what you said, the difference may be the research and the actual timeless principles. So I think that settles the debate in terms of, yeah, maybe when you're um, on, on a budget early on, you can, you can use these, but maybe when you're getting to, uh, when you have a bit more budget to play with, then consider a professional who may be, helped to, may be able to create something that's a bit more timeless, with a bit more research and a bit more feedback with you to actually uh, deliver what the main goal is in terms of what you want to project to the world. 100%. Next thing I want to talk about is websites, right? Um, so the, the, the colleague who reached out to me said, look, look, Jazz, you've got your website. So I've been making websites since I was 12 years old, right? It's something I like doing, something I to some degree have an interest in. Um, I use WordPress myself. Now, when I was having a conversation uh, with uh, my friend, uh, I, I said to her, well, I use WordPress. And she's like, what's that? Uh, then like, oh, well, there's other things like Wix or Squarespace. She's like, you're talking a different language to me, right? Because she's a dentist, right? And most dentists don't have the background. Like, you know how you said your brothers were in design. Uh, I was, um, uh, you know, I don't know how I got into it, but I've always been into making videos and, and websites when I was younger. Since I was like you know, age 12, 13, always did that. So for me, it's like second nature. And for me, it made sense to make my own. So two things I want to uh, touch on here, Shaz. Firstly, I think dentists shouldn't make their own website. I think they should get help, okay? And that's just me because I, I don't think anyone can, can do it justice. And I think your website's so important. But the other thing is that should associates have their own websites? How do principals feel about their associates having their own websites generally? Because I know some principals might, might be like, well, you know, it's like a footballer at a football club. The footballer becomes bigger than the club. You know, that sort of, uh, <laughs> that sort of perception. You know, I don't think it's like that, but I just want to hear it from you. What are your thoughts on, on associates nowadays? It's a, big, it's a big thing nowadays, associates having their own websites. Yeah. We've seen at Digimax a massive, massive surge in associates approaching us who want a website and want branding, right? It's, we've never seen anything like it in the last two years. It, the, the volume of inquiries is through the roof for this kind of thing. And when I'm having conversations with some, some of those people, some of them are actually about to buy a practice, but they're still looking to do this. And I think it comes down to one thing that before the natural route might have been for the, the forward thinking dentist is to one day look, work in a practice, then I buy my own practice. And pra practice acquisition has completely changed, right? Uh, what, what, it, once upon a time, it was a little bit easier. And I'm good friends with Frank Taylor and Associates. And they tell me, uh, they sell a lot of practices, that just, just the price of uh, practices, the lending, you know, uh, the profitability, it's all changed. So practice ownership and also the stress levels, the governance, practice ownership isn't as appealing as it used to be before. So associates are kind of 
I think even the millennial generation, they're kind of starting to feel like, I just, I want a better quality of life necessarily, rather than being a principal. I'm not saying this is for everyone, but I think a large majority of them are thinking, I'd rather build my own brand and just see how things go. So I definitely think um, dentists should have their own website. Um, and hey, what would you say to the principals who are thinking, hang on a minute, why is my associate having their own website? Why is my associate collecting their own reviews maybe? Um, do you think a principal should be worried? I mean, I personally, I'll tell you my projection, my, my, my view on that. I think, I think it's a, there's a degree of synergy between a principal and an associate. And if an associate is going out of their way to advertise their services, that's saving the principal money from advertising. And essentially, the, the patients are still coming to the practice for the services. So I think it's a win-win, personally. But um, some principals may not see it like that. What are your thoughts? You're absolutely right, Jazz. Some principals may not see it like that. Uh, to you and I sitting here looking at this, it's like, yeah, it's a win-win. But you've got to look at it from a principal's perspective as well, right? Um, it's, it's quite stressful being a principal. You invest a lot of money. You've got huge amount of debt. Um, you're doing all of this and then suddenly you see your associate promoting themselves and you and you can have an internal conversation with yourself. What does this mean? Is he doing this so he's going to leave? You know, there's, all I can say is that the, the best thing is have conversations with your principals. Tell them what you want to do. And your principals can back you. They can help you with this. You go and do it on the side yourself um, and then your principal finds out it's going to send the wrong signal out. And I've had this... I've had this experience in my own company. One day I was Googling um, quite a famous client of ours just to see what comes up. Um, and I saw my, one of my team members' own portfolio come up higher than Digimax. I'm talking years and years ago. And I was like, I didn't even know he had a portfolio. He didn't even tell me about it. And immediately, I, could, I couldn't sleep all night. I thought, Insecurities. Insecurities. <laughs> I mean, this is about uh, nine years ago. All sorts. So when I approached him, I'd already decided that I'm unhappy about this. Like we couldn't have an open conversation. And it did turn out. He was like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I'm going to take you out. I didn't even know you would think like this. But if he had asked me, I'd have been like, yeah, you know what? This is how you should do it. And why don't you put this piece of work? So get principles to back you because your intention is pure. To build your own self up and to bring people to the practice. And principles, if you're listening, don't be threatened by it because this can only be a good thing. You're getting free promotion of the practice because obviously the associate's gonna say, I work here, come here. So, so let it happen, but definitely have conversations with your principles. Yeah, I think that's a great point you raised there. It's all about open, honest communication with your principal. So that, that's a, a point well received. Um, I'm going to really twist your arm now, Shaz, okay? I'm going to really, really twist it, okay? Um, if a dentist really wanted to go out there and maybe, maybe you know, a couple of years qualified again, like giving that example, I'm just picturing someone who maybe may not have as much disposable income or may not be able to in a position uh, where they are at the moment in their journey to be able to invest as much uh, as they can um, into their personal brand as a whole. And so now they've got their cheap logo uh, that they're, they're happy with. They don't know how, if it's going to be timeless or not. And now they're going to make a website. Do you recommend uh, they make one, like a, just a presence, just a presence with Wix, WordPress, Squarespace. Do you have any experience with these? Anything you can re recommend being easy? Or would you say is your advice? You know what? I wouldn't I just stay clear. Uh, any, any, I mean, like I said, it's different for me. I had lots of experience um, sure. and background with that. But for the average dentist that you know, what do you think? Um, before I answer that, we've got to look at the opportunity cost here as well. Okay. So if you're pitching for thousands of pounds worth of treatment and there's good profitability in there, you've also got to look at who is this kind of client? Does this client, does this patient of mine, um, if they go on holiday, do they go on expensive holidays? Do they go on luxury holidays? Do they stay in great hotels? Do they drive great cars? So the, the problem with things not looking right, particularly on the website, because the logo is a logo, right? But the minute you put it on a full shop front with pages and images, it can put someone off. I can tell you, even when I'm not even, I don't have my designer's hat on, but I'm going to procure services. If I see a website that just doesn't follow the flow of a good quality website, and I'm just looking from a normal person's perspective, or even if I'm sitting next to my wife, we will switch off and think that's reflective of their services. So you might have a lot to lose if the website's not looking right. But let's just say you've got, you're, you think you've got a good eye for it and you've done your research and you know what good and bad looks like, that you're not a complete beginner. If you're a complete, complete beginner and you're like, I really, really don't have a clue here, ask a professional. But let's just say you're, you're, 
Yeah. Sorry, Jazz. Jazz because... I, I, let's do something completely unscripted. I didn't even think about doing this beforehand. Let's yeah. do something completely crazy live for the first time. Well, we're always live for us, obviously, uh, <laughs> uninterrupted. I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to show you my website that I designed myself. Zero sure. input from anyone, right? And okay. um, even if you, like we discussed before, if you disagree with me, you disagree with me. It's cool. You just tell me, you know, okay, I like this, but I don't like that. And I'm hoping that maybe some dentists out there will get an eye for what you're, what you're seeing. So I'm happy okay. to take criticism, honestly. I'm happy to. I'm just sure. going to load that up on a, on a browser. I'm going to go to Google Chrome. So this website is for my patient, my patient-facing website. It's not my podcast website. This is my patient-facing website. It's uh, okay. jazz.dental. I'm just loading it now. And uh, let's see. We're going to go to do it. I'm going to share my screen. Okay. So can you see this? I can indeed, yeah. Okay. So this is my website. I've got like a, a rolling animation uh, playing in the beginning, a little, little slogan. Guys, before you show me the site, if you just freeze it at the top, and before you say anything to me, can you just tell me about your brand? Yeah. What type of dentist are you? What the future is? What kind of patients you see and what kind of patients you want to attract? Sure. So uh, my, my brand is high quality general dentistry. Uh, and uh, I want to uh, put across that I'm very passionate about dentistry. I mean, I mean, before I, um, before I go into more on that, I just want to scroll down and show you. I've got a video to just, uh, first thing you see is what I stand for. is 60 seconds of me explaining exactly that. And essentially what I stand for is, uh, is if you... If you want to get heart surgery from a cardiologist, you want your cardiologist to be a geek and you want them to be passionate about what they do and really fall in love with the details. And that's what I'm about. So essentially, in a nutshell, uh, I am all about uh, good quality dentistry and being obsessed about that. Okay. Okay. I understand. So high quality dentistry is at the forefront of what you do. Um, extremely friendly, I see there. And that's true. Yep. I feel that's a big part of your brand. You're approachable. So let's just go, let's just um, analyze. Let me give you my feedback on the top. So if we go sure. right, to the, right to the top, okay? Yep, right to the um, top. Yeah. So, my, so remember, I've been doing this for a long time. So my views, uh, not to offend, is just to report to you, right? How I would do things. Let's start with, with the first thing. Um, your logo on the top left. I would just increase the size of that because that is, is quite an important aspect of your site. I can't read the text below your surname, okay? So mm. I would say legibility is important. You wrote about, now this is a personal site, so we don't wanna say about, we wanna say my story, okay? Smile gallery, we wanna use the right term, so smile transformations, yeah? Testimonials, what my patients say, okay? YouTube channel, does it, does it need the word channel? Or watch my viewed videos, okay? Contacts, I would change that to where I work because this is a personal site. So we want to use language where they're reading it in a personal way. We're not using corporate terminology, okay? That's the number one thing. Now, as, as soon as I look at this, this video, um, the technical skill, obviously, in what you're doing there in terms of the clinical stuff uh, is probably going to be very high. But from a patient's perspective, a patient is going to struggle to resonate with that. To them, that's quite a scary thing. Okay, so I would say maybe this is not the right place for that. Um, you with a patient, I'm not sure what what's going on here. So it might be clear if I spend a little little longer working that out. But the thing is, our data tells us people leave within three seconds. Yeah. So yeah, I might make up my mind about what's going on there, and I might be completely wrong. So b b before I've even scrolled, I've got all this feedback for you. If you imagine the people who think like that. They've already left or they've disengaged or they might engage with something else. So we need to try and make this appeal to, to everyone else. That was um, fantastic. I have to say, you know, really just from that one minute, I've taken a lot away from that. So, I mean, that's the difference between uh, me doing it alone as a, as a, as a hobby. And uh, yes, I've got the sort of functionality of the website, my reviews. I can, yes, I know how to embed these videos in. I know how to uh, do all this stuff. But what I didn't appreciate where you sent me there is the language and the terminology I could use. So that's a really fantastic feedback, I think. And, and the video you've got, you've gone, you've done like much more than most people do, right? You've got a video further down, which you said gives you uh, what I stand for, right? What I stand for. This is the, this is the money video, right? I can really get to understand uh, Dr. Jazz by watching this video. But stats tell us, People aren't going to scroll down and click that video. If you look at the clicks on that versus your website visitors, I can guarantee the, the views are going to be much lower than how many visitors you get. If you want someone to watch a video that is entirely crucial to the way you want them to think, 
that video, you need to force it upon them in some way. So I would put it right at the top of your site, uh, watch my, um, my story or how I think, press play. Like you're, you're leading them to watch that in. So placement of things is quite important. So you've got um, your reviews there, which is great, great social proof. Um, you've got a bit about what, what makes you unique. You've got smile gallery there, great. Um, you've got videos for patients. So again, looking at this, I would simplify this. So instead of using the, the screenshot of the video as it stands right now, because there's like you, this text overlaying more text and it looks quite busy, I would just make those graphics the text of the video. So what mm -hmm. your titles are quite good, right? Um, how to know if you grind your teeth. Uh, amazing. I just want to see that. I don't need to see all that stuff beneath it. So maybe you could highlight that a bit better or remove that thumbnail or change the thumbnail. Yeah, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A great one. My services. So um, unless you're a mechanic, which you're not, Jazz, I, I say don't use that term. Yeah, you offer treatments. You're not, okay, it is services, but call it treatments. It's, it's yeah, just a much nicer absolutely. word. Why choose Dr. Jazz Gulati? Are you looking for... So look, all the eye for detail, great. Gentle hands, high standard of dentistry. And you explained what that means, right? So if you just wrote high standard of dentistry, the GDC might say, are you implying that other dentists don't have a high standard of dentistry? This is a true thing. It happens. But wow. you've gone and said, well, it's because I've attended hours of postgraduate training, which is optional. Yeah. So mm -hmm. justifying what you're saying, right? Yeah, sorry, Karen. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, this is this is amazing. Uh, very. Uh, I mean, you are someone who's been in the industry so long, so I'm very grateful for this feedback. But I'm, I'm hoping people watching this and listening to this who are thinking about doing it themselves, they can see that yes, you know, you may be able to do it, but you don't get that um, that extra sort of cutting edge that you're able to give me here, which is which is brilliant. Indeed. Um, let's look at the email addresses you've got in the footer now. That it might seem like yeah, you know, we've got the email address that we've made it easy for people. The, the, this is, there's a big problem in displaying email addresses in the way they are displayed here. The issue is, is one, if they're logging on from a device which is not their own, they're not going to be able to email you by clicking it, firstly. I know it happens rarely, but it does happen. Secondly, emails can get lost. They can go into spam or, you know, all the issues we know about emails. If you lead them through to a contact form, the contact form should be saving somewhere as well as emailing you, right? So when it goes on a contact form, the chance of you receiving that contact form is greater because you programmed the website to always deliver you this contact form. The problem with email addresses is it's coming from many different senders. So it might get, go to junk. And we all know that it's never acceptable to say, I'm so sorry it went to spam or I didn't receive your email. So you want to minimize the challenges your patients are going to face. So lead them to a contact okay. form. I have a contact form, but I take your point that that should be there instead of the email addresses. And I appreciate that. I'm going to stop sharing because there's a few more things we want to discuss. But honestly, I hope people watching, listening, found that useful, as useful as I did, to, to get critiqued on what I thought was, okay, uh, something that's good in a, in a sort of website functionality. So, you know, the fact that I can produce something like that um, from my experience, uh, you know, I show other dentists and they're like, they're like, wow, Jazz, you made a website. It looks really nice. But the, the level of detail that you're able to critique me then, I really appreciate it, was, was, was really useful. And I, and I found that fantastic. And I hope people watching can, can, can take away a few learning points from that in terms of when they apply it. And hopefully uh, you can see that you may need a bit of extra help, not just with the actual website itself, but how the website is effective. Absolutely. And to be honest, in my experience, I haven't really seen a website that good made by a dentist before that's a very <laughs> very good website i'm saying very good because it's got everything there but it's just this the psychology the user interface mm -hmm. uh, looking at stats um that's finer detail that will only come is if you spend all your yeah, hours no, I, absolutely right? and, and so I, it is actually a very good website but again it comes down to um what your expectations are long term Brilliant. No, thank you very much for that. I, I really appreciate it, especially uh, off the cuff on the whim like that. We didn't, uh, we didn't know we were going to go in that direction. But no, honestly, that was, that was really good live feedback. Okay. And this is going to be a, um, a broad question. This is the last question, very broad question. Um, I, I follow the work of someone called uh, Gary V. Do you follow Gary V? Uh, I don't follow him, but I do listen to his odd, odd video here and there. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that he says is that um, his, you know, everything he says is his opinion, obviously, but I think some of the, some of the stuff he comes out with is very useful. And he says that uh, everyone, okay, is um, a media company first, comma, your occupation. 
So everyone's a media company first, comma, their occupation. So when you apply that to dentistry and dentists, we're a media company first, comma, a dentist. How relevant do you think that is? And why do you think it's more important now more than ever before to have a uh, online presence and a brand? Sure, really good question. Uh, and that's an interesting way to put it, actually. I didn't really uh, think of things in that way, but understandably, a lot of senior dentists get upset, right? Seeing some dentists suddenly like fly through and they're getting TV uh, uh, TV opportunities and all kinds of things coming their way. And you're thinking, hey man, I've been doing this 30 years longer than you, what's going on? The power of media has allowed us to accelerate where we want to be, right? So even if we look at Instagram, uh, hundreds of millions of users on every single day, um, the, the power of all these networks, they allow you to bypass millions of pounds worth of advertising spend and just go and do it yourself, right? And, and this is where Gary Vee is saying you're a media company first. You, it's never been easier to put graphics out, put websites out, put your Instagram out, put your story out, because it's, it's everyone's tuned in to these networks. And they're saying, brainwash me for free. Every time I'm logging in to my phone, Instagram, Facebook, I'm saying to you, guys, brainwash me for free because I'm tuned in. This is the TV now. So yeah, I would, I would say it's definitely understanding video, understanding graphics. These are essential skills. And I'm sure there's going to be a time where this is taught properly in schools. Uh, yeah, you know, how to film a video is a key, key life skill. Sounds strange, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I see it happening. So what do you think, you know, some dentists and some principals, they're of that mentality of build it and they will come. Right. So I think that you're, you're missing something in the middle. Whereas nowadays, okay, unless you market yourself, this is just my opinion. And you know, you're the expert, you tell me, unless you market yourself and unless you actually get a megaphone and you don't have to um, send your message in an obnoxious, uh, narcissistic sort of, sort of way. It's about resonating your story with those who uh, will also resonate with it um, and, and connect with your story. And, and those are your sort of clients, customers, patients, whatever, for life. So unless you actually get that megaphone and actually shout to the world like, hey, I, I'm Jazz, I'm about high-quality dentistry. Um, if, you, if you also want high-quality dentistry and, and we can uh, get along with each other, then we're a perfect match. It, you know, that needs to happen. Or, or, or is there a place for build it and they will come still? Uh, build it and they will come. No, I, I don't believe there's a place for it. I can categorically say it doesn't exist. When we take on a client at Digimax, we say, look, are you going to be looking at doing any SEO? Because if you're not going to be, then do you really, do you really think now? Shaz, what is SEO? Because a lot of people, uh, or, you know, young dentists, I mean, the, the, the colleague I spoke to who, who wanted, who, who's the reason why we're having this chat today, actually, she was a spark. Um, she, if I said SEO, she'd be like, again, different language. So we go, go, go right to the basics. Sure. So SEO is search engine optimization. If you Google something and a website comes up, that website coming up in the natural results, the one that doesn't say sponsored, that is the result of search engine optimization. So either that's happened naturally because Google thinks that result is important or a company like ours has done something to help the chances of your site coming up. So sometimes you might think that, yeah, I'll make a website and it'll appear on Google uh, if someone types in dentist in London. That's unfortunately not the case. So an SEO professional, search optimization professional's job is to then help you come up in Google. The only time you're going to come up in Google without doing any work is if you've got a name as unique as yours. So if you type in Dr. Jazz Gulati, um, it might come up or Shaz Memon. But other than that, the only time Google's going to help you is if you've got someone helping you with SEO. I just want to give you a little bit more on that. So mm. if you type in Windows in Google, you're not going to see double glazing companies come up. You're going to see Microsoft Windows come up on a lot of the search results. Now, Google, the reason why we use Google is because we find what we're looking for almost every single time, right? If not the first page, within the first few pages. And before Google existed, if you're young enough to remember, there was Excite, there was Lycos, there was Ask Jeeves, there was Yahoo. I mean, Yahoo still exists, but how many people use Yell? it? Uh, Yell. Yeah, all these things. Google took over because the quality of its index is so high. So because the quality of its index is so high, I believe it's fair to say that is their superpower. That is their unique selling point. Yeah. So if I can manipulate the index, if you said, Chaz, here's a blank check, I want to come up for dentists in Luton, dentists in Ellsbury, dentists in Manchester. I can't accept that payment because Google's algorithms are so strong, they're so well protected, 
that you can't trick Google into doing something that's incorrect, right? I can't make that happen. All I can do is make sure that if you are a dentist in Gravesend, that Google is starting to listen to you and bring you up for where you should be for those sort of terms. So our job is to amplify what's true and not trick the index. And Google's made it very hard for companies like us to do that, but we know how to do it in an ethical way. And Google's saying, well, right, big man, if you've got so much money, why don't you just pay us for Google AdWords? And then you can mm -hmm. rank to the top. So mm -hmm. this, it, it's a real big discussion. Brilliant. Well, I think we've covered uh, lots of things there. So we agree right at the end here that actually nowadays, you, you know, you can't build it and expect patients to just come in. Uh, you need to do a degree of marketing. And that's a whole other chat. But we talked about logos. We talked about associate having their own website and, and the pros and cons of that. And if you are going to have your own website to, to sort of be careful in terms of what you're trying to portray. Uh, and I really appreciate the feedback they gave on my website and I'm hoping people watching and listening would have gained something from that. I certainly will be going and changing uh, mine and probably in some years time, I, I, I may find that actually I haven't got enough time uh, or, or that my love for doing this sort of stuff may diminish. Other priorities may come along and I may be reaching out to yourselves and the, the people in the industry for, for that type of work. Um, any closing comments, Shaz, for, for the dentists uh, listening about this episode on uh, personal branding uh, for, for, for associates and dentists? Of course. Uh, I think as Jazz, it was great to bring your website up as an example because you can talk in theory, but until you, you demonstrate it. So that I think that was great. Um, I just want to say, look, if you're, if you're a young dentist and you need guidance and help, um, often I'll get messages asking me, Shaz, what do you think of this? And I'll be like, yeah, look, tell your designer to do X, Y, Z, and it'll look a little bit better. So you're welcome to reach out to me. Just uh, understand I might not get back to you straight away, but I'm happy to help in, in any way. Also, when you're doing this, you could ask yourself, why am I making a website? So I've made a website, but what do I want from it? Now, you've got to remember, there's lots of reasons someone will get to your personal website, right? You give them a treatment plan. Hmm, let me go home and think about it. It's a lot of money here. Google the dentist, right? Usually, you're going to come up as a profile on the practices website where you work at. Maybe a paragraph, GDC number. It's usually going to be quite bog standard, right? Don't know anything more about you. If your website now comes up, can see the story, I can get to know you, what, what you stand for, other cases, how you think, looking at your blogs. So people are Googling you for lots of reasons. One might be- in I just wanna stop you there. People are Googling you and I so agree with you. You know, I had like an ENT appointment uh, a year ago. Uh, and when I got the email through with the name of my um, ENT surgeon, the first thing I did is I Googled him. And he had a yeah. fantastic web presence, uh, really good reviews that I read from happy patients. Uh, and, and I don't know, I, I can't put a percentage on what patients, uh, how, what percentage of patients are Googling you when they get that email saying, you, you know, welcome to the Richmond Dental Practice. Your dentist is Dr. Jazz Galanti, appointments at 11 a.m. I imagine it's a very high percentage nowadays, uh, or maybe of a certain age bracket, who will be entering your name on Google. The, the percentage is high. We know it. Um, I've, got, I've seen it for myself, even with my own name. So people are Googling you. Now, they might Google you in that setting, but you might be doing stuff in the local community. You might be backing a charity. You might put a piece, uh, an article out there. You might post a comment on something. You are going to be getting Googled. And these, Google, uh, these people Googling you, they might be your patients, but they might also be key opportunities. In a month, how many times do I get asked to uh, give an expert comment in a mainstream newspaper? At least once or twice, it will come land on my lap. Never used to happen before because I just thought, let's just work on Digimax, right? Then eventually I looked at the analytics and more people were Googling my name than my own company name. And I thought, I now need to set up a web presence. And on that web presence, I could be me. I could talk about my charity, my books, blogs. I could host webinars. And it can be... That's my own brand. I can do what I want with it. And Digimax can just stay focused on the key services. So there's so many people looking you up for hundreds of reasons, many reasons you've not even thought about today, but they could be opportunities disguised as visitors. So yeah, think about that. Brilliant. Amazing. Shaz, thank you so much for coming on and, and giving us your pearls and giving me the, the sort of critique. And I really appreciate that critique on the website. And I'm hoping people found that useful. Uh, really, really great learning points that we had for a very different topic. My, my podcast is usually very clinical, but um, to, to help my colleague who reached out, and I think it will help 
hundreds of dentists out there to, to learn this stuff. You know, a lot of dentists who don't even know what SEO is and where to even begin about thinking about a website, a logo. Should you have one? Should you not? Uh, the importance of marketing. You know, people just think, you know, build it and it will come. And that needs to change, I think, as we, as we discussed. So thank you so much for adding so much value to this episode. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. As always, I really appreciate it. So let me know what you thought about that personal branding. Are you thinking about having your own website, a logo, or maybe just sign up for Doctify? Uh, and like I said, you get 10% off if you quote Protrusive. And I look forward to, to joining you in the next episodes. Now, if you haven't already, make sure you sign up to a newsletter. So as soon as the episode's released, you'll get an email with like an extra description and a summary in it. Uh, and that's the newsletter on protrusive.co.uk for updates, as well as the Instagram at Jazzy and of course, the Facebook page, Protrusive Dental Podcast. Thanks so much and catch you next time.